Hi, everybody. Welcome to No Story is Sacred. If you've never listened before, basically we're four siblings who grew up talking about the art of storytelling. Now that we're adults, we're still talking about it, and we're inviting you to join the conversation. I'm Kat, and my gender is woman and blacksmith. I'm Brendan, and you wouldn't guess it, but I actually have Paul Bettany here today, and he's going to be introducing me. Paul? Paul? <laughs> are, are you feeling a little shy? Uh, a little burned out? Oh, okay, that's fine. Yeah, okay, he, he's not going to introduce me. Um, shoot. He has a gambling problem. He can't. Yeah. 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 He is also completely nude. Um, it's a little <laughs> awkward. It's very strange. He That keeps happening to you, Brendan. Just Paul Bettany showing up naked in your house. Yeah, 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 yeah. Listen, are you putting out some special kind of cat food or something? Like, what what do we have to do? I think it's just the fact that, you know, Benji just attracts everybody to the house. So. Aww. Uh, like that a, scans. But it's also only people named Paul. So, like, last week oh. it was Paul Giamatti. It was, mm-hmm. again, super awkward. Yeah. Well, I mean, at least at least you got a free performance of 1776 out of him. So that's good. He was nude. Cat. Well, John Adams often was. So, <laughs> Cat, I want you to know, because yeah. I'm not going to let this go, uh, that I think you've confused yep. the musical yeah. 1776 with the John HBO Adams. miniseries John Adams. <laughs> yes. Probably. Let me tell you, First Paul of Giamatti, all. to the best of my knowledge, does not sing. I thought I, for some reason, I thought he was, he was John Adams in the, <laughs> first of all, how dare you say that Paul Giamatti can't sing? I bet he has a lovely voice. Paul, give me a call. But not so, a professional musical theater voice, like say, Mr. Feeney. Mr. Feeney is a genius and a god among men. Anyway, I'm Pippin. <laughs> and you know the difference between John Adams' miniseries. <laughs> sure, I do. I'm, I'm Pippin, and I like musicals. Um, <laughs> not, none of which we are, are doing here today. Which is a tragedy. Um, <laughs> yeah, that was I, your intro. You're done. <laughs> it should be. Uh, I'm Pippin, and I need the uh, rules of jousting explained to me by a smug man, uh, even though I've been attending them forever, uh, and it's not that complicated. <laughs> Wait, what do you mean attending them forever? The princess had, she'd been to them before. Oh yeah, that one. Okay. For a second I thought you were talking about you, and I'm like, no, Pippin. I've you read about are them. from the 21st century. I read about them though, I already knew all the rules. <laughs> okay, reading and, about Alana does not count, Pippin. Doesn't it? And really, we only ever watched the melee, I mean, come on. And though, <laughs> though, we, though, though we do have to admit that is a clever way of explaining, of uh, doing an as you know, Bob. Like, listen, well, like, 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 well, mansplain, <laughs> having a man, uh, mansplain. He was a mansplainer. Having the villain do the mansplaining, excellent. Yeah. Also, frankly, having Rufus Sewell do it, I, that's fine. <laughs> he can explain all sorts of things to me. I'm okay with that. Y'all, we're not even through the intro yet. <laughs> nope. Hey, Alex, who are you? <laughs> I'm Ulrich von Lippenstein of of Galderland, and I have pants of nobility going six generations back to prove it. Liar! No, no, no. I tell you, talking to this uh, James McDonald, you're Alex. <laughs> <laughs> Don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, you, you went onto the roof and everything. 
Like, why would you... Guys, 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 don't ruin this for me. (laughs) (laughs) Listen, run away. Just leave. It's the best thing you can do. (laughs) Run away. And don't ever come back. Get! (laughs) You were weighed, you were measured, and you were found wanting. Wait, guys, what What are we dancing around in terms We're of... still not through the intro. <laughs> I think I think this holds the record for longest intro. I think you're right. But you know what? Uh, if I'm nothing, if not someone who wants to destroy records. Um, uh-huh. today, like, the, like the main character. As a matter of fact. <laughs> what? <laughs> but also, I don't want my record ruined. Please, be honorable. Eh. Uh Today, we're talking about the 2001 movie, A Knight's Tale. If you've never watched A Knight's Tale, uh, first of all, I'm so sorry. It's a fantastic movie, and I refuse to hear otherwise. Oh, we're going to have a fight later. Oh, my God. Uh, The summary, according to Google, is, Peasant-born William Thatcher begins a quest to change his stars, win the heart of an exceedingly fair maiden, and rock his medieval world. With the help of friends, he faces the ultimate test of medieval gallantry. Tournament jousting. Okay, that's not even close to being accurate. And tries to discover if he has the metal to become a legend. And that's also not it. I mean, like, legend's not really part of it. But okay, whatever. That's the end of that that description. Yeah, yep, there we go. We're done. Hey, longest intro, shortest episode. It's such a bullshit description. I mean, it's vaguely accurate. But it's more accurate than a lot of these have been, though. Like That's very 50% true. 50% of them. This is like, you know, 50th percentile still ha- ain't half bad. Or actually, I guess that is exactly half bad, but still. <laughs> um, <laughs> Math genius over here. Thank you. That was my newsy voice. So here's the thing about this movie. No. Maybe. Okay. You shouldn't be allowed to talk first. You don't like it. I think it. this is one of those things where you had to be at the right age at the right time. And maybe not watching it when you were in a bad mood, which I admit to doing. Haha. Oh. I'm also going to make a confession. Uh, I was unable to finish it. Not for the reasons you think, Kat. But okay. for the other reason and that you think. You didn't want to. No. Kat. Yeah. <laughs> siblings. You know oh, me. I do. Oh, wait. I do know what you're talking about now. Okay, go yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Okay. Uh, this is a movie that frequently relies on William being... Ignorant or really used, uh, oblivious to, uh, you know, courtly manners. You didn't make it past the dance scene, did you? I didn't make it to the dance scene. Holy Whoa. shit. Whoa. <laughs> uh, gentle audience, uh, Alex does not do embarrassment humor. At all. Nope. Uh, he, he is to embarrassment humor as I am to horror. Just, it's a no. Yeah. Like, how, how many minutes did you get into the office? <laughs> Cat has made me watch at least one or two episodes. One episode. I, and it was, to be fair, it was before I realized that it, it was like Pippin's horror thing. So the episode that we watched was the dinner party. Cat! <laughs> Which Whoa. was a little bit like showing Pippin, like. The Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah. Or like, or like get out and you can't close your eyes. <laughs> I don't even really watch The Office and I know. Oh my god. I, I'm so it's sorry. A, I didn't realize. <laughs> this is part of my learning curve of learning this thing. Really, I'm, I'm still impressed with myself, with myself to this day for having, having made it through all of New Girl with this copious use 
is a of of the escape hoodie. <laughs> the escape hoodie is very important. And look, this uh, girl taught you that. Yeah. <laughs> but okay, but now that means we actually really do need to explain what happens to a night in a night sale for Alex's sake. Yeah. Thank okay. you, Pep. For Alex. Should it be somebody who really likes the movie? Although well, it has problems, or somebody who doesn't like the movie, or Brendan. Oh, jeez. That's putting a lot of pressure on me, because I'm not good at explaining things, and you know this. So the movie starts with a dead guy. <laughs> As the way all good stories should. Uh, yeah. In that the uh, night that our main character, William, is squired to, along with his two squire friends, who I, I think one was named Roland and the other was... What? Named Alan Tudyk. <laughs> what? W A T. You want? What? 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 Uh, Roland, otherwise known as uh, King Baratheon. Ah, uh, uh, that's how I knew him. No For wonder he looks sake, familiar. I told you guys that. Yeah, we only pay attention like half the time. Fucking wow. Um. um so anyway, uh, he was also in the Full Monty. Thank you. So the Jag. So. The Joker, Robert Baratheon, and, uh. Wash. Walk and Wash. And Alan Tudyk. <laughs> uh, uh, discover that their knight is dead, and he only has one more ride left. And so. And also, they're stuck in another country. Stuck they're in another like in country France. and yeah. have no money, and they need food, because. Uh, three days. They haven't eaten in three days. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the. If he lived, it'd be like a guarantee win. So long as he stays in the horse. Yeah. On the horse. Not in the horse, on the horse. Very different <laughs> movie if it's in ooh, the horse. Ooh. <laughs> Next thing you know, you're on Hoth, you're freezing, things have to be done. And so William, having, I guess, uh, ideas in his head, uh, as we go through the movie, we discover this is a long time dream of his to be like a knight in the competition and all that. Yay dreams, you too can accomplish them. Uh goes, guys, guys, guys. Guys. I have an idea. Oh my god. I know how to ride a horse. I can hold a stick. I have an aspiration here. I am clearly the most handsome one of our group. Alan Tudyk cries in the corner. <laughs> Just a and little Paul bit. Bettany has has yet to arrive. <laughs> so true. And so dons the dead man's armor. And As one does. Uh, rides sufficiently enough such that they win their first little, like, this is, this would be like minor leagues equivalent of, like, attorney. But it's enough for them to get a payday. And of Woo! course, uh, young William, riding that high, goes, guys. Guys! Guys! Guys, let's keep going. Let's let it ride, you guys. <laughs> let it ride. Ride or die. Ride or die. Come on. Come on. Wait, what's that line from, um... Empire Records, with the uh, with the gambling. Oh, uh, I'm guided by a force much greater than luck. Yeah, that one. <laughs> Where is the money, William? <laughs> it's in France. <laughs> <laughs> What's it doing in France? Recirculating. Uh, anyway, <laughs> we already did an episode on uh, Empire Records, and it's amazing. Uh, so. The the problems with his plan is one, he, so he doesn't many. actually have proper training. <laughs> Two, uh, you you can only be in the tourney if you're uh, nobility, and yeah. he very much is not. 
Well, the problem is that it, the the so this is a sports movie, okay? Uh, and if he was okay with being in like little like minor leagues, like local pickup games, that would be fine. But apparently, that he wants to be in bigger ones, which are like more official. So it's like a random dude showing up at like a, a minor leagues game as at opposed the Olympics. to yeah, being like, "Hey guys, uh, I'm uh, I'm here to fight," and they're like, "Um." Okay, so who the fuck are you then? And he's like, oh. I mean, yes. to be fair, technically the smaller league ones was also not allowed. <laughs> True, but they took your word. Yeah, they take your word for it. They figured they'll, they'll lie their way through that, but first they do a training montage. Cause, uh-huh. of course, it's a train, it's a sports movie, so you have a training montage. And afterwards yeah. they're riding along, and who do they spy? Naked Paul Bettany. Yes. Uh, Paul Bettany playing Jeffrey Chaucer. Chaucer? Whatever. Chaucer. Chaucer. Uh, Rhymes with saucer. Ah. (laughs) See, I I am cultured. I am an engineer, damn it. Um, (laughs) And who who happens to be, as we alluded to in the intro, completely naked and walking down the road. Naked and beaten. Yes. (laughs) Which is definitely a look, Paul Bettany. Uh, and, and they asked, like, oh, like, did you lose your money or was it taken from you? And he just went, yes. Uh, <laughs> uh, oh, and he does the quintessential writer thing. He's like, uh, yeah, so my name's uh, Jeffrey Chaucer. And they're like, okay. He's like, the writer. And they're like, what even is that? And he's like, well, I write I write stuff with, like, words, but I also sometimes do poetry. You may have read my book. And they're like, what, no. it, what are you talking about? What is a book? I think, what? I believe the implication was that and I think, correct me if I'm wrong, but this is pre-Canterbury Tales, uh, Chaucer, right? I'm not sure they established that. Hey, Canterbury Tales is what he's known for. Yeah. I, I only... And, uh, and other stuff. I only say that because at the very end, uh, he kind of, uh, is like looking at, like, uh, the story has, as it played as like, you know what? I could write a story about this. Like, oh, I didn't stay long enough to, uh, to know that. Uh, it is implied that it's after that it's before Canterbury Tales, because the, the uh, summoner and the pardoner her show up. Yeah, uh, I will also oh, say shit, that did I did. Yeah, uh, Simon the summoner and Peter the pardoner or something like that. The gambler, uh, the people who he owe money to. Also, uh, though, a knight's tale is a reference to the knight's tale in. Although the story is not the same, but the title is. What? And I read uh, an interview where apparently this is supposed to take place over the course of six months that are missing in Jeffrey Chaucer's timeline. I'm like, it's the 14 fucking hundreds. A lot's missing from the timeline. (laughs) (laughs) Find something that you can definitively prove and we'll be impressed. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Jeff, we found your calendar. And uh, it says you were having beers with the boys. Can you elaborate on that? <laughs> I had enough money that day to have beers. Thank you. And good night. <gasps> oh, okay then. <laughs> um, but yeah. What does, uh, be- what does boofing mean? Chaucer <laughs> <laughs> waggles his eyebrows and is like, if you give me five pence, I'll show you. <laughs> oh, um, oh, oh, no. <laughs> but uh, it, it, this, this takes place in the grand tradition of what were various historical uh, writers doing? Well, you know, w- pick a spot when either they hadn't become famous yet or they're missing time. So that's Agatha Christie for missing time. Not <laughs> famous yet. That's William Shakespeare, Shakespeare in Love. And uh, uh, 
Chaucer uh, ran, uh, walked so that both of those could run. He did both. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, uh, so, so they encountered uh, Chaucer, and they're about to just leave him on the road. And no less than he deserved. <laughs> and, and as he's like kind of like trying to haggle his way onto like maybe getting clothes and joining their party, he's like, "Yeah, I could write something for you: poetry, letters of nobility, birth certificates, letters uh, of nobility, letters, <laughs> uh, uh, wedding invitations." And did I mention letters of nobility? Just a thought. Just a thought. And everybody's like, "Oh, I see why you're in the story now. Come aboard." <laughs> And, and by the way, that tourney you're going to requires Generation 6 back. I just, just happen to know this off the top of my head. Yeah, don't worry about it. Is that a plot device in your pocket, or are you just happy to see me? <laughs> and I happen to be an excellent bullshitter. Just saying. Just saying. Uh, the fact that they believe him, despite the fact he is a naked man in the road. Here's the thing. None of these people are bright. That's so true. They're all idiots, except... My favorite character, who we have not yet met. Oh, Although yeah. she kind of is, too, to be honest. <laughs> Joins along with this merry band of idiots. Yeah. Yeah, and gets easily, again, like, uh, I heard that you aren't good at doing something. She's like, yeah, well, I'll what? show you. Well, because like, oh, okay. she shows up pretty soon because they all arrive at the first uh, <laughs> major league game. Uh, <laughs> and uh, that's when we also, I think, uh, encounter our... Uh, love interest, as well as our antagonist, right? Hell yeah. yeah. Everybody's here. Um, and, and, uh, William, uh, does really well at the melee. Uh, that's like his strong suit, really, but falls just short in the, uh, joust in this first game, losing to the antagonist. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Rufus Sewell. Uh, Count, uh, Adamer. Count Adamer. Ah, I I may or may not have opened up IMDb before we even started. <laughs> Good call, Pippin. Good call. Wow. Because there was no chance in hell you were going to remember that name. I wasn't going to remember William Thatcher's name. <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, at this point, uh, William is no longer uh, technically William because now he is in disguise as Sir Ulrich von Lichtenstein. Of Gelderland. Of Gelderland, Gelderland. yes. Mm-hmm. Oh. Fancy Gelderland. Beautiful Gelderland. Right next to Genovia. <laughs> and Florin. <laughs> and whatever, where the Christmas prince uh, rules. <laughs> that little pocket of Europe. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> the white one? That one. Whoa. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so at this point, uh, we have basically our stakes for the rest of the movie established in pretty short order. We have our antagonist that Will is going to be striving to beat. Who unleashes that really douchey uh, uh, line, uh, you've been weighed, you've been measured, you've been found wanting. It's a good because, line. Because, of course. A good line, but come on, dude, it's sports ball. Yeah. It is With sports ball. Like, you're a, it's a sports movie. Come on now. Do you have anything else going on? I mean. And the answer is no. All, all he has to do is also be established as a member of the uh, the ski patrol, and uh, <laughs> we have to out ski him at the big uh, big race at the end of the month. Otherwise, we're going to be chased out of town, y'all. Um, but you've never skied the double black diamond before. <laughs> I'm going for it. Like, in the background, and two doors. <laughs> 
<laughs> That's something for a future episode. Uh-huh. Oh man. Anyway. Anyway. <laughs> uh we'll we'll find a way to do a medieval ski movie. That'll be our uh <laughs> our game later on. Uh <laughs> But yeah, we we basically get like all the stakes established pretty well uh here because we have again the bad guy being a jerk and we also have uh the the lovely uh the Jocelyn Jocelyn a noble lady of some variety. Yes. Uh, She's not a princess because to be fair, accurately, not a lot of those around. Yeah. True. Like usually only one, right? In a kingdom. Yeah. <laughs> Depending on how many daughters there are. She might uh-huh. have sisters. It, as opposed to something like not the fair princess, she's like a random richer than everybody else person. Yeah, though is she actually a duke in disguise? <laughs> Woohoo! Uh, but yeah, she she takes kind of a liking to Will because come on, he was played by Heath Ledger. Hell yeah, uh, <laughs> Heath Ledger at the height of his powers. No, as he was ascending. Ah, uh, he was Heath Ledger ascending because he hadn't done Dark Knight yet. He hadn't even done Brokeback Mountain yet. He was like, I, he had done, I believe by this point, he had done 10 Things I Hate About You. Yeah, I think so. But he hadn't reached the, we're moving from heartthrob, uh, from heartthrob to actor. Mm. So this is Heath Ledger ascending. Can, yeah. can we take a moment to think about what we could have had? I, I genuinely <sighs> was very fond of Heath Ledger, as a, in a parasocial way, obviously. Of course. Yeah, and, and we shouldn't have parasocial relationship with actors. <laughs> <laughs> this and Brittany Murphy's death were, were big hits to me. Because it was, again, it was like that childhood thing. And also where they could have gone, etc. Mm. Yeah, I, before he's still alive, Heath Ledger would still be making fantastic movies today. And possibly ones that we can't, like, of a quality that we cannot even imagine. Because he really was heading into, um, yeah. to some greatness. And yeah. maybe we wouldn't have gotten Jared Dutto as the Joker because no Jesus. one would have tried that shit while he was still alive. No. Hell no. Hell no. Because I, I mean, people were doing Oscar buzz about a Batman movie because of Heath Ledger's performance. Yep. And I he think died he before, he, but he died before the Oscars. Aww. Yeah, but he won, I think he won posthumously. Yeah. I mean, what else are you going to do when, I mean, you can't, you can't snub it when you're busy being like, oh, but he also died. Uh, so that would anyway. be rude if we snubbed it for let, being. Let, let's, uh, let's lift our spirits here because, you know what? We also this have another character, uh, that we meet here in this first tourney, uh, the blacksmith. Kate. Kate, the blacksmith. Uh, because before the, uh, final joust of this initial competition, uh, Will's armor gets damaged. Cause and- it's shit armor, to be fair. Pretty sure Sir Ector was kind of a shit, you know, like, knight. He was poor. He was a poor knight. He was a poor knight, but he was a good man. He yeah. taught them well. He did. Mm. <laughs> uh, Roland knew how to train well. Come on. Yeah. Uh, but like, uh, he goes to all the various blacksmiths and all the blacksmiths are like, um, no, we don't. Do you have money? Money? How about money? We've met knights before. Pay in <laughs> advance. <laughs> well, worse, they've met wandering knights before who are worse. Hmm. <laughs> Yes, we've heard the the excuse of you not having the money with you. You can come mm. back when you have it with you. <laughs> uh, but of course, they uh, all say like, "Ah, well, maybe you could ask the farrier more." <laughs> and of course, like, well, they said you couldn't make this armor or couldn't fix this armor. 
And and to be fair, she's like, you know, is it because I'm a girl? He's like, no, they didn't say shit about you being a girl. It's because they thought you weren't be good. You're just a horseshoes person. Yeah, you're just good at ferrying. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Obviously, it is because she's a girl, but because that's why she's a farrier instead of a armor. Yeah. But but I do like that gag. Like, no, it had nothing to do with that. It was because of this. Yeah, it was a cute gag. It was cute. It was a cute gag. And of course, she's like, I'll show you. And yeah. I can't remember. Did she make the 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 super armor then, or like I uh, think later? she made it later because you you need yeah. money to make super armor. That's right. That's right. <laughs> yeah, she worked up to it. That's right. Oh, because it was with the winnings. That's right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But uh, yeah, she fixes the armor, and then uh, the the tournament ends. But uh, this starts Will's quest really to become the number one sportsman. <laughs> I mean, part of it is that um he he wants revenge. Against uh, the fellow who made Adam him look, who who told him that he would be a peasant forever and ever. And it's like, well, that's because you are, dude. I'm mean, sorry, that's social class for you. <laughs> um, feudalism, huzzah! Uh, but also made him look dumb in front of a girl he liked. Yeah, <gasps> no greater crime. And of course, uh, like, jeez, they, they 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 keep on running into each other, and like in this next tournament, and that's when we also have the. A uh, lightweight armor that Will's wearing that everybody's like, oh, what? what's that? And then he's able to get on a horse by himself and everybody's like, oh, that's the gimmick. Okay. <laughs> oh, when does he, when does he meet the mysterious knight? That's Sir Thomas the, Colville. the next tournament with the super uh-huh. armor. Uh, okay. So like, uh, there's this, uh, knight incognito that, uh, <laughs> rich people incognito are the dumbest thing. Yep. I love uh, it so much. This uh, knight in disguise, there we go, uh, incognito, uh, is about to joust against Adamar, and someone goes up and whispering something hurriedly in Adamar's ear, and Adamar immediately forfeits. And uh, then it's Will's turn to go and joust against this guy, and same thing starts playing out, where somebody comes running up and like, dude, that's the Black Prince. Well, to be fair, this is actually the second time he's joust this guy. The first time... The, the Black Prince was managed to maintain his stupid incognito long enough to get, like, his ass kicked by our main character. But then he's like, listen, it's a matter of honor for me. I can't just leave, even though I will definitely die if you hit me again. <laughs> Could you just, like, be chill with me? And like recognizes like, I guess. Uh, he's like, yeah, I totally understand the need for honor or whatever. I'm a Thatcher son. I get it. And so <laughs> they they make a draw. Um, they agree to a draw. And Ad- Adamar, the bad guy, is like, what? He could have totally killed him instantly. Weak. <laughs> and, and, and the girl's like, I think it's amazing. Because she's busy being the girl of the movie. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which I hate to say. And yet, mmm. When your options are decent guy over there uh, and the creep that's literally sitting next to you. The creep who's sitting next to you who has his hunting falcon just there for shits and giggles. Mm. Did you see that over the corner, like over his shoulder? This Ugh. is my falcon. I named him Midnight. <laughs> he goes with me everywhere. I'm just saying. In case I need to hunt something real quick. Ooh. So the second time they joust, the identity's revealed. Uh, and everyone's all like, you, you need to forfeit because you can't even kind of maybe risk killing the prince. <laughs> Be a bad idea. But but Will being kind of stupid. is all like, he knew the risk he took. <laughs> Hey, he came to the jousting field, he fucked around, he gets to find out. <laughs> uh, 
But, you know, they have an honest-to-God joust, and yeah, they. I think they leave that field basically as, as kind of kind of bros, if not friends. Yeah, because uh, at the end, Will says, you know, good, good job, your highness. <laughs> and Blackburn is like, ah, you got me. Thank you for jousting anyway. Ha, <laughs> <laughs> ah, you rapscallion. I like you. Hey, I would have said your mortal enemy to war just because I like you. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, yeah. That's kind of what happened. <laughs> <laughs> like, when you're a prince, you can do shit like that, I guess. <laughs> Edamar gets sent to the front. Will just keeps to get to keep get jousting. I like to think that uh, the prince was probably seeing Adamar be all kinds of creepy towards uh, the lady love interest. And it's like, nah, we need to put a stop to that. Well, I also, though, it is a sports movie. I bet he was still feeling pissed that Adamar wouldn't fight him. That too. Oh, yeah. Because oh, yeah. oh. it's a sports movie. <laughs> you didn't have your bravery on the jousting field. You get to have your bravery with you in France. Have fun. Womp womp. <laughs> Uh, and then more movie happens, I guess. Uh, yeah, then more fighting. Uh, a lot of more scenes. montage. Yeah. Uh, uh, the love story, such as it is, uh, <laughs> happens. Uh, I think around this time, uh, was it when Adamar came back? Or, like, when was the dance that, uh, that Alex noped out of? Uh, <laughs> that he didn't even get to. Adamar was at the dance, um, but he he does not believe that what's his head is a true knight. Yeah, rightly. Uh, so he's like, "Hey, um, what? Where are you from again?" And he's like, "Uh, Gel- Gelderland. You know, next door to uh." It's <laughs> <laughs> like, "Cool, cool, cool. Why don't you show us a dance from your land, sir?" And then he pers- and then poor Heath Ledger is like, and then you take a step to the left uh. and go na na na. And then you cha cha real smooth, and then it's then it's the time warp again. Um, <laughs> but th- his lady love steps in and fakes it along with him and turns it cool because that's what you do when you're rich is that you are the you know the uh, height of fashion. I think she probably had a an inkling of uh, suspicion that he wasn't uh, one the yeah. true noble, but I, didn't she care. Had to know something. What gave it away? <laughs> I, I feel like a lot of it might have just been, wow, dudes be weird. And to be fair, dudes be weird. Um, um, so that oh, and happens. Then they, then they fuck, because apparently that's That's fine. until much later, though, because she Whatever. has to do the bullshit, if uh, you love me, lose thing. Okay, that uh, shit yeah. pisses me off. That was unnecessary and garbage. But that's uh, because their whole romance is unnecessary and garbage. It's a sports movie. Who needs it? But then, of course, like before he loses the entire tournament in which all his friends have bet 50 florins, which is all their money, uh, then she's like, no, no, I want you to win now. Because she's an idiot. Yeah. (laughs) And that gives him the motivation to win the tournament because, of course, hey. I mean, it. uh, yeah, you could theoretically call this like an example of courtly love or some shit like that, but it's garbage. Just pick up her handkerchief like a normal person. This should have been his clue that she was not really for him, and he should have then turned to Kate. It's true. No, he should have turned, turned to uh, Paul Bettany. That's true. So many no, options. No, Paul Bettany and Watt were the ones. That, that, Paul oh, yeah. Bettany oh, and uh, oh, oh, Alan no, Tudyk. Oh, no, no. Who was whispering in, in he flat uh, his ear? Like, oh, gra- like let, me, you, let me put you, or my arm around you and start whispering in your ear or some uh, some sweet nothings to say hey, to, a, a, to a lady love. 
Although I did also like when she's trying to flirt with him in a courtly love manner and he takes it literally and suddenly Chaucer swoops in from the left and, and just whispers loud enough for the mic to pick up. She's talking about being naked <laughs> and swoops out again. <laughs> and William's like, oh, uh, uh, oh, oh, <laughs> oh, geez. Um, um. <laughs> <laughs> and Chaucer is probably just like, idiots get all the luck. <laughs> This is Chaucer seems mostly involved in this because it's a lark. <laughs> he has to clothes, be fair. That's great. He has attention, and he has something to write about next week. Uh, that, that, that's that's why he ends up like enjoying his stay, of course, because like uh, he also has like this kind of gambling uh, subplot that mostly gets resolved. I guess not really. I don't yeah. think it matters. <laughs> what in this movie actually matters? Nothing, and that's Nothing. why. Uh, and that's what makes it great. Uh-huh. <laughs> you didn't even finish it. Step off. I'm trying to. I'm trying to. He is supporting me. Thank but, you. Uh, you're welcome. What else? Uh, eventually, they get to England. Yeah, yeah. It's very and emotional. That's where Will fucks up, and actually, lets people know that he's a peasant because he goes and talks Oops. to his dad. Oh no, because he had an emotional reunion with his father he hasn't seen in like 20 years. Yeah, fuck Yeah, up. eyes on the fucking prize. <laughs> yeah. That's true. It is a sports movie. Come on, man. At the very least, don't tell the random stranger on the street, oh yeah, I was born here. Yeah, no, that was... Listen, we never said he was smart. That blows plausible deniability out the window. He, we never said he was smart, and we never said that he has not received quite a lot of head damage in the last six months. <laughs> no, well, now, now. He, he, he can still be over. Like, you know, he's just that, you know, kind of sort of a bastard son of a wandering knight. And then, you know, you could have. Listen, if he had, if Chaucer was around to say that for him, <laughs> yeah. maybe really, it would have worked. Will's problems would have been solved if. You know, Chaucer or Chaucer was just with them all the time to just you know intervene and explain stuff. Yeah, Chaucer can watch him for uh, not saying stupid stuff. Will can watch him so he doesn't gamble. It's a win-win, mutually beneficial agreement. Uh, <laughs> and of course, uh, this encounter uh, in which Will reunites with his father and Count Adamar happens to spot him uh, leads to the whole liar revealed trope and. They get word that the the guards are going to arrest Will if he tries to compete in the tourney, and you must run away, and no, I won't, I can't. Which is the dumbest fucking thing, but we, again, no one said he was smart. <laughs> and also, it's a sports movie. You, yeah, you have to have the, the impossible comeback and etc. There's no rule in the, in the book that says a dog can't play. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, there are rules about, uh, but there are rules about peasants. Oh, yeah. Oops. Shit. Uh, <laughs> so Will, of course, returns to the field because he wants to keep his honor and immediately gets arrested. Of course he fucking does. And gets thrown in the stockade. after, But not, but not first without uh, having Count Adamar punch of a bunch and do that freaking uh, Wade wanted. Wade uh, measured, measured found and, wanting. Yeah. Uh, doing that that line again because yeah they'll come up again at the end of course and while he's in the stocks that's when the prince arrives and the prince goes like oh the prince in disguise in a gigantic cape by the way yeah <laughs> quick question when did shakespeare in love come out compared to this movie because that's also what happened with the virgin queen in shakespeare in love 
she just popped up with a fucking cape. <laughs> <laughs> but Surprise! anyway, uh, but like uh, the prince goes like, hey, yeah, Will, I like you. And by the way, everybody, I happened to uh, do some 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 digging. Yes. Uh, Chaucer, uh, Chaucer, eyes, eyes on me. Yes, yes. Not in agreement. <laughs> awesome. Cool. And Chaucer be like, I'm following, I'm following, go for it. <laughs> I happen to have discovered that Will here happens to be uh, actually related to nobility far back. Far. The... Whoa, real, real, real far back. And uh, if anybody thinks I'm wrong, what, are you calling me a liar? Who are you going to trust? <laughs> <laughs> Me or your lion eye. <laughs> if you think you're, I'm a liar, you are welcome to say so to my face. And also all my guards' faces, did I mention they're right here. And yep. we also are the ones that are currently wearing swords. So uh, let's think about this one. <laughs> who has a law of less majesty on his side? <laughs> who has the law of a big honking wadge of iron on his side? <laughs> Woo! <laughs> now, Will, you go play that sports ball and knock him dead because frankly i want to see adamar lose come on but also because frankly he's very good at the sports ball yeah and as we know the black prince is super into sports ball so it's like yeah the prince is in it for the love of the game yeah hell yeah he is Ah, and and will happens to be like the best jouster like ever in this uh universe so yeah makes sense (laughs) how can i beat the best if the best aren't playing exactly Uh and also Adamar, I bet, you know, this is a prince. I bet he's still feeling pissed off that Adamar uh, didn't play him. Yeah. Oh, mm. 100%. Even though, to be fair, Adamar was correct. <laughs> <laughs> For once in his miserable life. <laughs> yeah. He made the right move, and I'm sorry that the prince is feeling bitchy about it. But, <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, uh, we, we, we get to have the climactic final series of jousts between Will and Adamar, and Adamar doesn't use a blunted lance. <gasps> Jitter! Oh, yeah. And Will gets injured. Uh, it's down to the final... Countdown? Final final joust. Uh, Will, uh, not being able to breathe right in his armor, goes like, no, take it off. I. It's like it's like that moment in, like, uh, like Rocky, where it's like, no, cut me! Uh, it's that equivalent. That's, that's, this is like the boxing analog yeah. here instead of uh, baseball or whatever. And so Will, without armor... Well, because he's going to die either way. Like, if he leaves the armor on, he can't breathe, he's going to get fucked. But if he takes off the armor, at least he can breathe, and I don't know, maybe he can jump at the last second. Who knows? Also, it looks good. (laughs) Yeah. It was very, you know, action movie climax thing. And of course, because this is the movie, Will manages to not only uh, win the tourney, but also, like, completely unhorses uh, Adamar. Well, that's what he had to do in order to when he had to unhorse him. Oh, that's right. That's right. He was behind on points. Because of the stabbing. Yep. <laughs> Which, <laughs> you know, to be fair, medieval sports ball was fucking rich. I love it. Where's the ref? Where's the ref? Well, you know, accidents happen. It's true. Yeah. <laughs> uh and and of course we get the uh last time the Wade wanting or Wade measured and found wanting line. Uh we get to have all the characters saying it to him as you know, he's kind of having like a hallucination on the ground. <laughs> well, he's having a a um what's it called? Uh the, the Concussion? Bridget Owl the Bridget Owl Creek moment. <laughs> um I I don't know if you can notice this, but he's um Rufus Sewell is clearly raised above the ground by some amount. 
I did notice that, and it actually kind of bothered me. <laughs> well, that ins- that tells you that it's a vision, or it's a hallucination, or if it's a one brief realization moment, it's supposed to take you out. It was poorly done. You're <laughs> terrible. <clears throat> I'm right. <laughs> but yeah, uh, we, we get our characters snarkily making fun of them in that vision, which, you know, that says something about your, your visions, where it's like, they're making fun of me. <laughs> Even your visions think that you're a little bitch. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> so yeah, uh, Will wins. He gets to be with his lady love. Everybody walks away as friends. Chaucer presumably goes and writes the Canterbury Tales. The end. Yep. That took a while, but you know what? We were having fun along the way. And isn't that what's important? Well, I'll, <laughs> really? I'll save time yeah. with my really, really quick how I would change this. Do it. Yeah. yeah, I would cut at least half an hour. This movie <laughs> oh, yeah. was two hours long. It was two hours, ten minutes, actually. <laughs> Dear God. It was too long. The dance yeah. didn't actually need to happen. Nope. There were too many montages. And if, if the, the melee isn't actually going to be a thing, don't have it be a thing at all. That's true as well. Well... I guess he could have gotten money as second place in the joust. Okay. I mean, I can see it, but you could have replaced the dance scene, or in fact, most of the entire love uh, story, in as much as it's a love story, with, for instance, another melee scene, just to even it out. Uh, It it was just, every scene could have been cut by at least a minute. Every single one of them. See, I disagree about the montages, for the most part. I was very fond of them, but it is a sports movie. You gotta be into it for that. And Chaucer's uh, gambling didn't uh, pay off as much as they thought they would. It Chaucer's, needed, yeah. either more needed more or uh, should have been cut. Yeah, Chaucer's gambling was garbage. I think we needed a beat number three for Chaucer's gambling. Because mm. I, think, I think you could have cut that and just had him there for the love of getting a good story. Like, he's a writer. He could have been having writer's block. Or he could have just been poor in general, like all of them. I mean, I think that they wanted to have the intro of Naked Chaucer. To be fair, though, you could have just had him lose once. Yeah, shit happens. It's it's sports ball. You know, maybe uh, you know, he's he need not be as down on his luckish. He could be temporarily naked, but he could be like, eh, this happens. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I agree. I okay, Pip, I agree. I think there was really good chemistry between most, like the entire cast. Except the romantic leads. <laughs> I think that you could have... I'm sorry, Pippin. Are you done with your change? Pretty much. I. It needed to be shorter. Yeah. I mean, this could have been a really sweet, like, hour 40, maybe? Hour and a half. Let's not push this. Sports movie, well, yeah. <laughs> I would say hour 40 if you did the change whereby, yeah, Jocelyn still exists. And what he realizes is that that is way too much fucking trouble. She wants him to lose and then win? Like, this is garbage. And then he sees the love that was there all along. Roland. No, um, <laughs> uh, uh, no, he, he realizes that he doesn't need to do, like, all the night stuff. Like, he doesn't need to get the girl too. Yeah. Like, that's ridiculous. Um, I do actually quite like that Kate, uh, was just the girl and didn't end up with anybody. She was just a part of the crew. They didn't automatically, like, stick her into romantic lead. Because there was a stupid other romantic lead going on. Yeah. Um, uh, and they could I have like to... easily, easily mm. done that with, like, 
batting eyes at like Roland or something like that. But they didn't really, I don't think. Yeah, no, they didn't. Um, at, at most, they're kind of broish. Yeah. Um, Roland's like, are you, uh, <laughs> are you a, a blacksmith or are you a woman? And she's like, sometimes I'm both. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> to be fair, that was a great line. <laughs> to be fair, though, I, um, I was rewatching clips just to, um, remind myself of, of specific parts. There's a clip of the fight between, well, with that line. And it's, if you look at the clip without knowing the rest of the story, it looks like she is saying that Chaucer and Watt, Alan Tudyk, is kind of romantic though. He's nice. like, what? Are you a blacksmith or a woman? She's like, sometimes I'm both. And I'm like, yeah, girl, you like that slash. <laughs> uh, also, just so everyone knows, there is an after credit scene. Wait, what? There's an after credit scene. What's the after credit scene? What Roland, Chaucer, and Kate having a farting contest. What loses? Okay, well, that's clearly not necessary. And indeed, it too could have been cut. But I watched the credits and watched it, so everyone needs to know about it. I'm so sorry. <laughs> um, yeah, I, so I would have, maybe I would have kept Jocelyn, because I could sort of see, like, because she is part of the overall dream he has of what it means to be a knight or whatever, right? But then realizing that sometimes your dreams are kind of shit. Y- no, that's some garbage. And that could have gone along with the, uh, the idea that, yeah, technically Adamar is nobility, but he's not particularly noble, is he? Mm. He could have been a jerk to Jocelyn. Jocelyn could have been a friend. Jocelyn could have been a great friend. She could have been like her, she could have been a spy on the inside. Yes. Helping with the dance, for instance. Yes. But that would have taken out, like, frankly, that would have taken out a sweet 15, 20 minutes worth of bullshit. Yeah. If you, if you really love me, you'll lose. Oh. Let's write a letter that we didn't even mention as being a thing that came up in the story because it really didn't amount to oh, much. Shit. Although one line from the letter ended up in Chaucer's everyday speech later. And I'm like, you're an author. You're stealing shit. I see uh-huh. you. But it wasn't called out in such a way, like, again, like with Shakespeare in Love. It wasn't called out where it's like that was on purpose. It felt more like a weird uh, screenwriter in-joke, uh-huh. you know? Hmm. But yeah, it they could have cut so much. I did like the thing where they all yell at him to be like, you got to go. And he's like, no, it was a stupid move. But it it was very, I feel, sports ballish. <laughs> okay. So to, just to recap, your change. Mm-hmm. Uh, my change is to uh, still have Jocelyn, I guess. Yeah, but- okay have the beginning of maybe maybe there's some interest but then she tries that nonsense and he's like <laughs> what no <laughs> this is dumb and then we just remove the rest of the romance realizes wait a moment i'm just joust sexual <laughs> <laughs> yes he's in it for the love of the game love the game love the game man love the game, <laughs> love the game. Love the game. <laughs> okay yeah uh al do you have one uh yes for all I, I'm gonna say forty minutes to have to forty to forty minutes of of the movie I saw, which also speaks to how long it is. How long it is that, <laughs> that I that I wasn't even like a heard of the way through. Jesus, way too long. Yeah, take a wild guess what I would hmm. could uh, remove, hmm. or at least hmm. tweak a little. Uh, embarrassment stuff. Yes. Like, for Will, it all goes over his head, because he is an idiot. <laughs> he is. Nah. 
But the, it goes over his head and hits the arcs and then hits me. <laughs> That's a good line. <laughs> That's a really good line. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, like, w- what if instead of Will being kind of like the lovable idiot and, again, dodging the embarrassment such that hits you in the face, like, what if he kind of instead took the, like, bravado approach where it's like, yeah, he doesn't know the rules, and he doesn't care. Well, kind of like Chaucer. Technically, yeah. it's pretty embarrassing that Chaucer's running around fucking naked in the first ten minutes of his appearance. But also, he's he's owning it. He's like, yeah. hello. I just I lost it all gambling, so what? I mean, it sucks, but mostly because I have no money. Not because of this naked thing. That's the thing that's happening. You don't know if I would do that normally. <laughs> I would appreciate some su- shoes. <laughs> you got shoes? If you want to give me clothes, Cool. If not, then, uh, good day. I'll keep on walking. Hey. Yeah. Oh, I noticed that you need something. I'm just saying I have the ability to give it. Anyway, I'm gonna go. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> yeah, well, well, there's, therein lies the problem. If you mm-hmm. make Will too, too, uh, clever, then you remove the need for having Chaucer. And oh. Also, you would know, he would notice that this was a fucking stupid idea. <laughs> yeah. So, I don't know, like, it really goes back to Kat, to Cat's thing, cause, you know, remove the romance bullshit, you kinda, uh, you kinda, oh, like, at least half of, of the embarrassment humor. That's true. It's true. I have to imagine that if you had at least Chaucer with Will during the potential, uh, social embarrassment exposures, then you could have Chaucer doing the, uh, equivalent of him explaining what the young lady was, uh, <laughs> Uh, hinting at, but like do that for a variety of, uh, social interactions. And it's just like Will and Chaucer navigating the social <gasps> weirdness oh of medieval England. Guys, what? What if Chaucer and Will get together? <gasps> yeah, I already he mentioned that. Okay, fine. But Brendan's <laughs> point ran at home for me. Listen, they're spending all this time together. They're both embroiled in this lie. Maybe there's a Cyrano de Bergerac going on, but that's how they realize that actually they mean each other. And he's whispering in his ear all the time. Hell yeah. And meanwhile, Kate in the background is going like, it's romantic, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Are you yes. a blacksmith for a woman? <laughs> okay. So Al, how does that sound for helping to alleviate uh, the embarrassment side effect? Might work. Who knows? <laughs> we'll never know because this will never happen but yeah. never ever thank god uh any other <laughs> uh things there al uh no i got nothing okay Wait. well uh oh mm-hmm. just throw in more uh canterbury it's hey, like have a have a, a miller and a carpenter oh. in the background not having an argument i wonder what, about, what that one woman who's the woman uh wife of bath yeah <laughs> oh yeah like, she should have been instead of the maid it should have been a wife of bath figure yes. being like like a nurse for jocelyn yeah again bringing back to shakespeare but and at the start of it like wasn't jocelyn like dressed as a, a nun she was just dressed very modestly because like i was getting some like you know, prioress vibes from her i was getting <laughs> that initially as well Same. especially because she like went to hang out in the church but i guess you know Medieval times. Medieval times, yeah. Yeah. Like, what's called the Priorist, or what's it called the Nun? Was there both a Nun or a Priorist, or just a Priorist? I don't know. Because I know one of the nuns was, uh, was like, just just super fake. Yeah. 
Listen, sometimes nuns gotta be fucking around. Yeah. Uh, I've never read the Canterbury Tales. What? How uh, did you get out of high school English without that? Yeah. We had to read that in high school. Yeah. <laughs> to be fair, it might have been assigned. <laughs> oh, okay. Legit. Legit. Well, wait, you also didn't have uh, Schomburg, right? Yeah, I didn't have Schomburg. Yeah, I had Schomburg. And that's where it was required for me. I mean, I'm not saying I read it all, obviously. Come on now. Yeah. No, we, Sorry, we, Mr. We, Schomburg. I had to read it, so... I mean, I had to. I'm not saying I did. I did. You you guys suck. Oh, no, I did. <laughs> Alex, you know what? You're all right. In college. <laughs> what? You guys suck. <laughs> I read so little in high school, you guys. That uh, was actually we, assigned to me. We had a brief... In high school, we had a brief segment on it, but like, it actually just got mentioned and, and then moved on. But no, uh... Lol. Also, like, a couple, a couple of the stories have, like, a bunch of blood, blood able in it, so, you know. Yeah, that one, that, that part's not so good. Also, Oof. there's a lot of filthy jokes. Yeah. Cough, cough, like, the Miller's wife, cough. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But anyways, so... <laughs> we all have a brief moment remembering that line. And moving on. Mm-hmm. So, so in the background, we see someone kissing an ass outside of, out of a window, so... It would have been pretty funny if this was, like, the whole thing was nothing but a, uh, a Canterbury Tales gag. It would have been really clever of the writers, and who knows, maybe an initial draft had that, and, like, someone higher up's like, what, what is this? This is not my sports movie. The real thing to do would be to check out to see the, uh, the novelization. Mm. That would be where to check it out. Because either they would have gotten an earlier version of the script, which had all the j- jokes, or they would have been fucking authors and added the jokes anyway. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. So that's right. mine. Take out oh, embarrassment humor, add it, and more raunchy jokes. More secret raunchy jokes. Yes. Ooh. Keep it secret. Keep it safe. All right. So uh, that leaves me. I'm going to go a little technical this time around. Ooh. Uh, one thing that they kind of played up, at least, you know, in the trailers in the movie but i don't think it was a good idea was like having the modern music playing i'm gonna disagree with you i'm gonna disagree with you so bad hold on you can't disagree until i actually explain my plan here okay because i'm not not saying take out the modern music that's not what we're gonna go for here you'll also notice at least how when the movie started it was all like diegetic so it was like uh like the audience doing the mm-hmm. thump, thump, clap, we will rock you stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, the change I'm proposing is... Make it is a musical. When you, no. <laughs> uh, yes. So what I'm going to do is all the characters in the movie, in the world, start off doing kind of like what you'd almost expect in terms of like uh, high energy, but still medieval sounding music and instrumentation. Except for when Will ju- does his nightly jousting thing, and that's when the modern music creeps in. Like, cause his he first, is. Mm-hmm. yeah, cause, uh, cause what's happening here is like that, that first joust, like when he's wearing the imitation armor, it's like subtle, but like, it's almost like a power chord plays when he knocks the other guy <laughs> off or something. And it's like, it's, it's subtle enough that you could almost be like, nah, I didn't hear that. That, that was just, the, the the armor hitting okay cool, cool uh, that cool, was cool, cool, cool. In, in time to the background music of like uh dulcimers or whatever <laughs> um dulcimers or whatever 
a knight's tale. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but like, here's the thing as, uh, more and more characters follow along with Will and believe in him. Uh. As characters kind of join his party and become like true believers that Will is the knight. The chosen one. That's when we start seeing the modern music creep in more and more up until we get to like the, uh, like kind of climax the movie where like, like when they get the liar revealed bit, like things smash back to being like a uh, classical music or whatever. But then we get to that final jazzing sequence and that's when we build up somehow we can have our sound designer have a field day here, composer go nuts. Uh, that's when we have like the crowd. Like, maybe during that final joust when he takes off the armor, that's when they do the thump, thump, clap, thump, thump, clap. Yeah, they really should have built up to We Will Rock You. Yeah, they we should will have rock built you is a, to it. Is a, yeah, it's, I mean, if we're talking sports ball, that's a strong contender. The reason why I'm going for this is that I want to have the modern music be the uh, symbolic gesture of having Will represent the uh, field of jousting or field of baseball or whatever. Uh changing becoming modern uh which going is, to the new era which is supported by the vision that aldemar has of saying yeah everybody's saying it's a new world guess what you're not better just because you're noble yeah no and i'd almost maybe see if we can't hammer that home where like maybe for the immediate problem of will being arrested the prince does all that but maybe there could be just a decree that hey you can prove yourself in the minor leagues and compete in the proper jousting tournaments if you're just that good Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because why the heck not will here clearly proved that jousting is improved when everybody gets to compete and the important thing is the sport exactly <laughs> but will we let women compete there's the question i mean come on now One let's not be crazy uh-huh. come on now <laughs> but yeah so, so that's the thing like i want to build up to the uh modern music and, like, we're going to see, like, flourishes of it throughout the entire movie. We could even see, like, maybe in the halfway point when he's, like, really starting to get on a roll and establishing himself as, like, the knight to beat. That's mm-hmm. when you start seeing, like, almost like the bardcore covers of, uh, <laughs> of the pop songs. Uh, so it's, like, the modern music but being played on the classical instruments. So it's, like, the fusion mm-hmm. of the two. But then, like, right at the end, that's when we kind of get the the we will rock you crowd like everybody is in on this now except for uh aldemar because he's kind of a jerk you know i would say that the only other place that you really need quote unquote need to have the the modern music is the dance scene which we've all already gotten rid of like every single one of us has gotten rid of yeah 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 because it's a garbage scene so i think that that then works bren I like that. As a standalone scene, I don't mind the dance. Like, Same. just taking this out of context or whatever. <laughs> That's Will's TikTok feed that uh, happens later. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, I mean, I, 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 it's a good trap. It's a great trap that Eldemar's laying for him. It shows a, it's a good moment of Jocelyn coming to his rescue. Uh, it's a good show of, and, and it's a great transition. Um, it shows what the modern music is supposed to be in this film, um, which is that because the music starts with traditional medieval sounding music and it transitions to, oh, this is what they hear. This is their understanding of what this, like this is some funky dance music. 
I, I just want to have the buildup and just the payoff of We Will Rock You at the very end. Uh, yeah. Well, because Queen deserves. Of course. Yeah. 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 <laughs> also, Queen royalty. Oh, jeez. See? <laughs> but, I mean, getting back to your point, I mean, just because it's a scene that works in and of itself does not mean it's a scene that one should stay, murder your darlings, uh-huh. or a scene that works in the overall film. Yeah, exactly. I, which again goes back to murder your darlings. And you were going to strongly disagree with what I, I was you were saying. Tell, I thought you were going to say they shouldn't have done it diegetically. Ha <laughs> ha. That's right. <sighs> my bad. I, that let was this be my a trap. <laughs> <laughs> and let this be a lesson about letting your siblings finish their sentences. Fucking Pat. wow. <laughs> First of all, I don't appreciate being called out. And second of all, I don't appreciate that you are right about being call- calling me out. <clears throat> <laughs> That's the thing, like... I don't mind modern flourishes and music kind of creeping into historical fantasy settings because you know what? That's why we're doing movies in the first place. What? What? That doesn't sound right. Sounds fake. No, you're wrong. <laughs> uh, yeah, that, that's me. <laughs> technical, uh, but you know what? I think it would have improved it. I mean, you went technical. I went cut half an hour. We, <laughs> where we were all at. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> So what I like is that if you look at the story itself, for the most part, we're not changing it. We're just cutting shit. We're, cut, we're, cut, 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 cut. And in this case, we are the long-suffering editor that's like, listen. <laughs> we are George Lucas's wife. <laughs> <laughs> well, can we? Come it. on. I want that sweet, sweet Star Wars cash. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> I'll put up with George Lucas for that. Um, <laughs> Same. Honestly, come on. Yep. My girlfriend doesn't understand. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> she supports you. It would be fine. <laughs> All right. So do we have time for a quick game? I mean, technically no, but since that is the premise of our podcast. And also, I- the entire movie was about games. Games? What? I almost want to talk about Laundry Day. <laughs> <gasps> yeah. We should do Laundry fuck. Day. We should do Laundry Day. Yeah. Does somebody want to explain what Laundry Day game is? Laundry Day is what is everyone doing when the plot isn't happening? For instance, when are these characters doing their laundry? <laughs> <laughs> when are they taking care of their fucking horses? Aww. Also, here's the thing. Okay, here's here's my actual Laundry Day thing. Because Will's pretending to be a noble, he can't be seen doing any of the chores he'd normally be doing <laughs> nope. with them. Which they did hint at during the horse riding scene. Yep. When uh, just before they meet Chaucer. That just goes to show that even when no one's looking, mm-hmm. he's going to be pulling that shit. Hey, I don't remember. Why was he the one who got to be on the horse? Like, why was he the knight? Uh, he's the one who was the best at fighting. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah the- okay. Even though he he also was shit at it. <laughs> well, because what's his head the Lord uh, would train with him. Oh, okay. Yeah. Will was the one that got beaten up a bunch with a sword. Which explains the brain damage, I see. Okay. Yeah, yep, yep, yep. Yep, yep, yep. So I just want a scene of them doing laundry uh, and bitching about Will not helping. (laughs) 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 And what they may do to his clothes. Oh. Hilarious. I have to imagine, like, at some point when they're, like, camped in the middle of nowhere and they know nobody's around for miles, they just all dump his clothes. Uh, dump everybody's oh, yeah. clothes in Will's tent. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I 
one of the things I appreciate about this movie is that Roland is the one who busily sews his uh, dance outfit. And there's like, no, there's no complaining about it. There's no, he's just like cheerfully sewing and making fun of what? Oh. <laughs> nice. Um, you know, it, it's surprisingly for a late 90s, early 2000s film, the sexism isn't as bad as it could have been. It really couldn't have been. Yeah. Weirdly. I mean, it was pretty bad, though. It was pretty bad. But let's remember. By comparison 90s. to the 90s. The 90s. And let us not even say the 80s. Oof. <laughs> the bar is so fucking, uh, oh, we, we're we just stepping over it. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, you have to take that first step before you can leap. <laughs> yeah. So for my change, uh, so for, for uh, my laundry day. Uh-huh. Charles are actually sitting down and fucking and writing. <laughs> Wait, that doesn't that sound fake. He's a fake, writer. Fake. <laughs> That's why he's gambling all the time. He's like, I have a book due. <laughs> or Yeah, yeah. So uh, So Al, who who in the crew keeps on nagging him to do his writing? Uh, <gasps> can it be what? But in a really antagonistic, I bet you're not really a writer kind of way. Yes. <laughs> and then and then eventually gets like write or or phone you. was it phone or was it It's it was phone. I don't know what that means. I don't I, I didn't really get that. Uh, I think it's because in a PG whatever film, they couldn't say fuck. Uh-huh. Or presumably fuck you up, because they could definitely fuck. Pain. Well, no, Chaucer finally setting down, takes his quill, takes his pen knife, and, and starts sharpening the quill a bit. Takes the ink bottle out, like, unstoppers the cork, dabs it in the quill. Blots it, sets the, 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 the quill to page, and then sits there for ten fucking minutes. <laughs> then he realizes that maybe the pen's not sharp enough. Got to resharpen that. Obviously, well, well, it's dry, well, it's dried off. Yeah, I mean that's that's a problem. Is it lunchtime already? Oh, oh, Oof. but you know you kept sharpening it. Now you've split it. Got to find a whole other feather now. Now these quills are good. You're gonna have to find a new fucking hen. No, no, you treat yourself. Get a goo. Whose feather? No. A partridge. But they don't have partridges in France. That's fine. You know, that's fine. You got to do what you got to do for art. <laughs> like somebody in the background being like, we have partridges. Shh, no art. All right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That seems fun. That's a fun scene. <laughs> Where we just dunk on authors for half an hour. Yep. I mean, that's that's how I live. <laughs> <laughs> that's how we grew up. <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. Okay. So you know how I said I liked Roland and his sewing? Uh-huh. You'll notice that everybody's costumes get better as they get more money throughout, <laughs> mm-hmm, right? But they're uh-huh. still oh, reasonable no. people. So maybe they're buying the fabric and they're just Roland in the evening quietly sewing, having a nice time. Mm. Listen, he he seems to genuinely enjoy it. He seems to be good at it. Fuck it. Why can't men be into the fiber arts? No good reason. Yeah. Do you think he uh, picks up a couple of... uh? medieval equivalent of magazines in this universe that are all about sewing <laughs> uh some wood blocks some wood some wood prints wood blocks yeah 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 or actually you would have um i don't know if this is too early for that but you might have fashion dolls because you know the creepy dolls from the past a lot uh-huh. of those were supposed to be basically miniature mannequins you could carry around oh. um, that would have the clothing because you don't want to make the full-size clothing that's expensive <laughs> of course um, so you'd have like, you know, a, a fashion doll and you'd show those around. I, d- I don't know if this is too early for that, but fuck it. We're making this up. Why not? I mean, we have modern music creeping in. There are no rules. There are no gods. There are no kings. Wait, there is a king. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't see him though. 
That's true. No kings. That, no kings, no masters. Just a prince, and he was an incognito. <laughs> so, was he even really there? You don't know. Uh-huh. Uh, oh my god, but, but can you imagine, like, Roland, like, wandering into, like, a tailor shop? <laughs> uh, <laughs> and people being like, are you sure you're supposed to be here? And he's like, uh, yep. And then he's just trying to buy some fabric, and but then he ends up, like, getting into discussions with, you know... But are you sure? Because wooden toggles are, I hear, the new thing. <laughs> <laughs> are they now? Like, uh, that seems very low class. It's like, well, if you do it with a half-over stitch. <laughs> I'm just imagining, oh yeah, like a Scottish, if you do it with a half-over stitch, it's going to be, uh, <laughs> going to be a right proper, uh, stuff. <laughs> I think you'll find <laughs> that you'll get a quite nice line on the gentleman. <laughs> and thank oh. you, that's, uh, that's Cat tries to do any English accent, and instead does all of them poorly at once. Huzzah. Good job. She, she does, uh, was he Jimmy Stewart, or was he, uh, uh who was in, a uh, Chitty Chitty Bang Bang, or Mary Poppins? Oh, Ma- uh, Dick Van Dyke. <laughs> Dick Van Dyke was in both. Yeah. Uh, or Cat does Dick Van Dyke. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed, my best Dick Van Dyke. <laughs> okay, okay. So it's me, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yep. So one thing that kind of gets briefly mentioned is that Kate invents a new alloy. <laughs> oh, yeah, that part. <laughs> so I'm just picturing when she's not like outright making lots of neat toys and weapons and stuff like that, which of course she does. Like whenever they make camp, she has like her entire like blacksmith setup on the go there because there's always work to be done. Always work to be done. But, like, I'm just imagining she also, like, you know that, like, classic painting of the alchemist? Yeah, <gasps> yeah. She has, like, a titration set. She's, like, going full-on mad science. Hot. Is she trying to- Very hot. Is she trying to uh, transmute base smells into gold? <gasps> she's, she's succeeding. <laughs> she's medieval Tony Stark. Yes. <gasps> yeah! That's kind of what I was going with. Uh Like, she is on the verge of some sort of breakthrough- and what do you know it? This team, she's actually making some considerable bank. Uh, so, and, and you know, Will, he doesn't know any better about preconceptions about armor and stuff like that. So that's why he kind of begrudgingly at first, but really accepted wearing that new armor prototype she made. Little did he realize that it could technically explode in, in certain <laughs> temperatures. But fine, it's fine. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about at it. At any particular to- uh, point, yes. <laughs> Just any time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, that, that's just my idea here is that she just sets up like a full on mad science chemistry alchemy lab. What I love about that is that it implies, if she's like a, t- a medieval Tony Stark, it implies that she could have been so much more of an asshole. Yep. And I am so into that. <laughs> like imagine if she and, and Chaucer had just decided to team up, not romantically they just decided to like i can't even think of the word but they were uh, uh both dunking on various people like together but sometimes not it could be really cool we could have them dunking <laughs> on historical figures it'll be great yes uh, yeah and, and just for fun i think she also makes her own alcohol yeah i mean obviously oh, yeah. sure that's like point number one. Oh yeah you don't know about the quality of this drinking water could be bad <sighs> True. Well, like his- historically hey uh beer brewers were women that's true. There you go. And historically, water was bad. And Kate is badass. Hell yeah. What if she uses her beer as a special um thing for dipping her metal in? Ah. 
So that's part of her secret process. But also, it makes her beer amazing. <laughs> mm, iron beer. Uh, okay. Put hair on your chest. Huzz. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> At which point, Chaucer's like, do you? And she's like, you'll never know. Glug. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> so yeah, that's me. And I think that's all of us. Yeah. See, it's a lot of fun. Oh, yeah, a lot, lot of change. <laughs> a lot to change. Yeah. A lot to change. But I, I'm still very fond of this movie because I think I selectively forget a lot of it. Yeah. <laughs> so the parts that I remember are great. I think, yeah, it, being at that right age, like you would have been like, what, early high school? 2001, I was a freshman in college, baby. Ah, still, I you have know. no excuse. Well, <laughs> no, freshman in college, yeah, they're still babies. Like, yeah, it's true. Um, but also, not, not to not to denigrate any college age listeners, you guys are awesome. You're also babies because I probably know you. So, mm. oh, yeah, <laughs> no chocolate for you. Um, she says to her active listeners, "Haha, yeah." But also, though, uh, Heath Ledger was and Rufus Sewell and the guy who played the Baratheon actually. Because he was in, um, like, there were a lot of favorite characters, like, actors of mine in that movie. No um, love for Paul Bettany? One, for shame. I hadn't seen a lot, like, he wasn't in my 90s crew. Like, Rufus Sewell, he was in uh, Cold Comfort Farm, so I liked him from that. And I think he was also in Hamlet, Kenneth Branagh's Hamlet. He was. Yeah, playing, um... Fortinbra. Yeah, young Fortinbra. Yeah, um, there, there's a lot, yeah. Yeah, and then, of course, again, The Full Monty, I was very fond of that movie. And, and and so on. So I and Heath Ledger, ten things I hate about you. So I was kind of primed Fair <laughs> to enough. like this movie. Who played the Black Prince? He's somebody, isn't he? Pepe, I have he looked familiar. Did he? He was saying his name was Colville. Yeah, Thomas. But yeah, but he's also at uh, Prince Edward. Uh, sure, but what I have on IMDb is Colville. Oh yeah, okay, him. Um, he's played by James Purfoy. Yeah. Ah. Uh, uh, Who is he from? He's from stuff, British stuff, I think. Yeah. You know, those British people, like they do. <laughs> all right. All right. Uh, so I think that was all we really have to talk about with A Knight's Tale. Uh, Indeed. Before we go, uh, do we have any uh, new things to plug? I mean, not new, but as always, um, I have my uh, microzine, the Small Thoughts and Minor Hours magazine, uh, which you can get through my Patreon or if you go to my website, um, katherinecrichton.com. I have it linked there. And I have a story coming out from Apex uh, in issue 123, which I think is coming out sometime in May, called uh, Demon Fighters Suck. Cool. And uh, I have my shows coming up with the Arcade Comedy Theater's YouTube page. Uh, I will usually update that on Twitter when we have a show coming up. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, like It's going to be like the second weekend of the month. Uh, at least, uh, for the short term foreseeable, uh, future, uh, future. So yeah, look forward to that. Uh, and I'll sometimes be on the Thursday night lucky draws. Ooh. Mm -hmm. And Alex and Pippin, do you have anything to show for yourselves? Just the glory that is myself. I yeah. See. So no nothing. winning smiles. Nothing. Oh. oh. All right. Uh, someday they're going to kick our asses, Brent. <laughs> yeah, but today is not that day. So true. They have been weighed. They have, been, they have measured. been measured. Holy fucking shit. And they have, and been, they found have been found wanting. wanting. <laughs> Gotta kick both uh, <laughs> <laughs> Okay. 
So that being said, uh, as always, if you have an idea or prompt to submit, head on over to nostoryasacred.com slash submission. Follow us on Twitter at NoStorySacred, or send us an email through contact at NoStorySacred.com. Your hosts have been Alex McDonald, Brendan McDonald, Pippin McDonald, and Catherine Crichton. Editing and music for this episode done by Brendan. Transcript done by Ashley DaCosta. Art by Jay Wolf. Show notes and transcript are available at NoStoryIsSacred.com. Thanks for listening, everyone, and please rate, review, and subscribe to No Story is Sacred. You can visit our Patreon page to support the show and get neat rewards at patreon.com slash no story is sacred. See you next time when we talk about the 1997 film. Wait, what? No. Yep. Batman and Robin. <laughs> no. Not like this. Not, Not like, like this. Not like this. <laughs> Until then, we're no story is sacred and any story can be changed. I'm Brendan. I'm Pippin. I'm Alex. And I'm Kat. And we're No, no Story is Sacred. Is sacred.